Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back for our radio broadcast entitled Help and Hope for Families. Remember, you can listen to all the programs we have done this summer and last summer by going on your iTunes app and typing in Help and Hope for Families in the search bar. I'm Tim Tucker, and with me tonight again are Scott and Catherine Mercer, Pittsburgh Area Directors of Family Life, and Tom and Pam Jones. Tom is a licensed Christian counselor, and Pam is a real estate agent here in the Pittsburgh area. So a big welcome back to all of you. Thank you. Mm, Good to be here. Now, tragically, there's an epidemic going around that affects and infects millions of men and women and children around the country, Christian and non-Christian alike, that has nothing to do with the coronavirus and is called pornography, and it's a marriage killer. Studies and polls have found that 33 to 50 percent of non-Christians and Christian men view pornography. More than a third of women watch pornography at least once a week. Barna's research found that 62% of teenagers 13 to 17 years of age have received a sexual image on their cell phones. 72% of Christian young adults 18 to 25 actively seek out pornography on the Internet. Three out of five divorces cite the use of porn as a major factor. Other studies have shown that pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. 40 million Americans are regular visitors to porn sites. Scott and Tom, both of you have shared that this was a struggle for you in the past. Is pornography as harmless as some say it is? Well, Tim, you know, I'm sorry to say that, yes, that has been a part of, of my past. But let me, let me say this, that for those who are struggling, there is hope. And you can overcome. And I, and I, and I thank God that this was a, a part of my past, not a part of what I'm dealing with now. In other words, I thank God for the deliverance. But my personal experience and what I've seen this do to Pam and me and some of the couples and individuals with whom I've worked in counseling definitely leaves me believing that it is very harmful in ways that maybe sometimes we don't even fully understand. Yeah, I think uh, there's a great book. It's been out for a long time, Every Man's Battle, by yeah. mm-hmm. by uh, Steve Arterburn and Fred Stoker. and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, they actually, in that book, suggest that 90% of men uh, struggle with lustful thoughts. Yeah. And I think the challenge is if we're men and we love our wives, women, our wives, uh, it's a struggle. It's yeah. a struggle. And interestingly enough, uh, when I was, uh, let's see, 11 years old, I remember this one, and we talked about this actually last year in one of our segments. Oh, it was particularly interesting segment i think uh, just the exposure when i was 11 years old and i when my parents separated we've talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. the implications of that my my mom moved us up from new from texas to new jersey my uncle we moved into my grandmother's house he was my uncle was living there at the time with her just the two of them and he subscribed to playboy mm-hmm. and so i would you know come home from school as a latchkey kid and my brother and i and uh, you know there it was bam and uh, that's not good because for a young mind to get into that. But I, I appreciate you saying a message of hope here, Tom, because yeah. I, I, I've, I've many times pointed people to saying, look, if God can do to me what he's done for me mm-hmm. in my life and deliver me through his word, through a lot of different challenges, including how do I manage my lustful thoughts and getting back to every man's battle, great suggestions there on how to bounce your eyes and your Absolutely. view and looking at things, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, it, it's 
it's something that we definitely need to be willing to say this is an issue. We have to be willing to say how do we how do we talk with people about yeah. this issue, and let's move this into where the light can see it. Sure. So. And and Scott, you had mentioned something about a report from the American Psychological Association. Yeah, interestingly enough, that report averages the first time exposure to porn many times accidentally is ages eight to eleven, and it mm. can often be where the problem begins. And mm. our parents, our our people that give children cell phones. And I've seen lots of grade schoolers running around with cell phones. They probably have no idea what their kids can view on their phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've put protection in place. I don't know. Yeah. But if they haven't, that's where that happens. And it's devastating. Well, Tom, pornography can even become an obsessive compulsion or even an addiction like a drug, can it? Oh, absolutely. I, I know what it was in my life. I've... I have I've had times where literally going through withdrawals where I felt like there was fire inside of me that if I didn't like fire in my bones that if I didn't get some if I wasn't if I didn't get involved in it in some way then I just wasn't going to be able to to live I thought uh, there's three questions a lot of times we ask to find out if something is an addiction. Do you find yourself spending more time engaged in the activity than you plan? Do you continue to engage in the behavior even though you are aware that it can be harmful to yourself or others? And three, do you struggle to stop? Those are sometimes the questions we ask to find out if it's an addiction. Isn't there a chemical response to in our brains? There, is a there literally response. is a chemical stimulant that happens, which is why it's so addictive, right? And endogenous opioids, they're called means it comes from the inside it's in the pleasure center of our pleasure center of our brain which can cause can lead this to being a biological addiction to pornography well something i found interesting in the literature which i never realized but it says quote in many cases porn users find their taste so changed that they can no longer respond sexually to their actual partners though they still respond to porn unquote Mm-hmm. And no wonder we had a wife come to the weekend remember getaway uh, a year or two ago and say in a prayer request that her husband has had a 13-year porn addiction and they have not hardly had any sex for their entire marriage. Incredible, incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Well, studies have shown that porn is directly related to problems with sexual intimacy and physical responsiveness. Porn leads to less sex and to less sexual satisfaction within a relationship and men who look at pornography have been shown to be more likely to go to prostitutes, often looking for a chance to live out what they've seen in porn. So porn is not harmless entertainment. It destroys marriages. i got to say, um, when it comes to something like that, when we have our spouse and we are, there is no emotional connection whatsoever with this image. And that's the thing that I, 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 number one, there's a few things that hit my mind when I think about that. One of them is, what, what am I throwing away mm-hmm. when, when this comes to light kind of thing? That's number mm-hmm. one. But number two, there's no emotional attachment whatsoever. I'm trying to have emotional attachment with my wife, and there's an image here, and I can't even have that attachment with her mm-hmm. because this image is, is now I'm drawn to that instead of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, uh, that's my I, I think, Scott, sometimes we forget that, Sex addiction is not about sex. 
Sex addiction is about not knowing what to do with intimacy. And that's why uh, being addicted to pornography and all that's involved in that is so appealing because there is no emotional investment. It's it's very unhealthy. It can be very self-centered. But then we also sometimes forget what it does to the woman. I I, I I hear a lot of women struggling with they feel like they have to try to live up to those images and those videos, and it leaves them feeling like they can't really be who they are. Is that why they is that why they watch that? Because they're saying, "Okay, I, I need to learn how to be like what he thinks I want. I need to be." I, I think I think that's what it is. Uh, my experience with with women who have struggled with pornography very often they come from a traumatic background. Mm. Now, Scott, mentioned about that uh, new film that's available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great resource here very recently coming out from uh, one of the fellows at Family Life. His name is Brian Goins. Uh, I'd like to share with you this newly developed resource. Uh, so it's called. It's a documentary called Brain Heart World, and you can find this three-part film at all one word, brainheartworld.org. Uh, it's been designed to help our culture, particularly our teenagers, understand the damage pornography has on the human body. And we, this particular resource does not have a heavy biblical or scriptural emphasis. It's designed for us to use in our, in our middle schools out there in, in secular society. Uh, it's a great resource to take a look at. So, Tom, how can the Bible and good Christian counseling help men who are struggling with pornography? Well, Tim, let me say, first of all, I've not yet worked with a believer who has told me that he believes that viewing pornography is not a sin. Men and women who are believers and who struggle with addiction to pornography have repented and confessed over and over. And I get that. We want to continue to do these things. But I'm convinced that the issue lies deeper than simple awareness of sin. Addictions are linked to desire to medicate a pain. I have learned that repentance and confession, along with becoming, and this is my my catchphrase, becoming aware of that which is being medicated will lead to recovery. Uh, my My sex addiction therapy training taught us to assess for six different type of sex addiction, mood disorder based, trauma based, psychological based, biological based, spiritual based, and anorexic based. Anorexic based is primarily the not knowing what to do with with intimacy. So I think bringing the Bible perspective into this, very often people think, why doesn't God just deliver me from this? I think if God just delivered us from it, it wouldn't take us to the place where we examine what where we're trying to medicate. He's, it helps us find out the source of the pain. You know, this is a good verse. It's a good memory verse. In fact, it'd be good to put it on our computers or televisions or whatever. King David said this in Psalm 101, verses 2 and 3. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. So what a great memory verse. And then you can't break the addiction of pornography in our own power. But Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the importance of having the Holy Spirit's power that don't be drunk with wine where is in excess, Ephesians 5.18, or in this case, don't let pornography control your life mm-hmm. like alcohol can, but be filled or controlled by the Holy Spirit. He's the one that strengthens us for that. 
Um, we're running out of time here, uh, but uh, what safeguards can be put in place to minimize temptation, Tom? Well, one that, the one that I use on mine is a program called Ever Accountable. There's different reporting programs. There's blocking programs you can put on your devices. That's, that's one step, and, and I found it helpful. Others have told me it's helpful for them. Yeah. And let's see, Catherine, tell us about the Weekend to Remember and its importance coming up this November. Yes, Family Life has another tool for your life and marriage and relationships, and it's called the Family Life Weekend to Remember. Uh, we host two of those here in Pittsburgh, November. Uh, it's got the dates 6th through 8th, yep. right? 13th yep. through, through 15th. And uh, we would invite you to spend some time away with your spouse. Um, it's not a counseling session. It's a wonderful time to have some fun. And uh, here's some great speakers. Weekendtoremember.com will get you there for the details. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us directly at cmercer at familylife.com or smercer at familylife.com. And Tom, give listeners your contact information as well. Sure. Phone number 724 612 8469 email address tj1162 at gmail.com and we'll pick up this discussion next sunday night at 9 30 on help and hope for families